Craft Beer Radio, episode 483, on Friday, November 30th, 2018. Welcome everyone to Craft Beer Radio, where we're going to have some rock lobster. No, not really. But... It wasn't a rock, it was a rock lobster. Uh, we're going to have, well, we had a couple sours, and we have a couple other things, and some stuff. And... Yeah, so... Um... There's a regional brewery, you know, that they do craft stuff, but, you know, they were around way before craft beer called Straub here in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And they were even, you know, back in the 80s, early 90s, they were doing an all malt beer. So they, you know, had never quite gone all the way to the macro type stuff. They're in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania, which is way up in the central north part of the state, very rural, foresty. And uh, I went up to my dad's deer camp this past week. It hung out with him during the beginning of deer season. And uh, for the last couple of years, I've been wanting to get out in St. Mary's to go to Straub Brewery. Real quick story. But they're closed on Sundays. My dad likes to hunt on Saturdays when we're up there. So, like, I've been wishing for, like, a crappy Saturday that he didn't want to go out in the woods. And, well, we got a crappy Saturday this year. So we went down to Straub. And I picked up a couple of their... They have an adventure pack with some of their... Uh, Smaller batch beers, you know, crafty type beers. And we're going to do, maybe we'll do both tonight. Why not? I'm feeling, yeah. feeling happy, so. All right, so this is the, we're going to start with the 1872 Pre-Prohibition Lager, which I guess is probably a recipe from that age. Uh, the malts are domestic six-row and Munich. Uh, adjunct is flake corn. Hops are Cluster, Hillertau, and Middlefra. Did they have Cluster back then? Yeah, Cluster's Old. Cluster's Old, okay. Uh, use a North American lager yeast, 5.4% alcohol by volume, 30 IBU. The one thing about um, Straub, if I misspeak and say Stouts, that's because there's another brewery in Pennsylvania right, called yeah. Stouts, but I mean Straub. If I, no matter what I say, I mean Straub. And uh, they have the thing called the Eternal Tap, and you can go to the brewery and have a beer, have two beers. They, they say two beers, but really no one's counting. And for some reason, I had this picture in my head of this, like, kind of luxurious tap room with this, like, centerpiece on the wall of the Eternal Tap. I would have put money down on a bar that I had seen a photo of this Mm -hmm. such a thing. And we get there, and the Eternal Tap is in the industrial part of the brewery. Like, it's, and it's like in the corner. There's this little barrel head stuck on the wall with a couple of taps coming out of it. And it, like, looks nothing. I, that's almost kind of cooler. Like, especially if it was, like, like a well or something <laughs> to operate. But, I mean, I'm like, oh my God, how did I build this mythos of this, like, centerpiece of a tap room when it's, like, like the opposite it's just the tap sticking out of the wall in an industrial space so let's get to to this beer it's uh you know clear and yellow uh it is it's it's a corn adjunct lager so it is sort of like uh a lot of i guess a lot of the german affiliated beers were before prohibition and after Prohibition, only like Budweiser and a couple other places took up that and made a particular recipe as opposed to having a whole bunch of different ones. Yeah. I mean, do you have corn? Is that on the website? Yes, it's, it's, a, okay. it's flake corn is, is the adjunct. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm a little fuzzy on class, like pre-Prohibition lagers, but, uh, you know, they can have the adjuncts. I would typically think that the adjuncts were cranked up several notches afterwards right where so there's just still a fair amount of barley malt mm-hmm. in here um it may be six row so it is you, it's domestic six row and munich yeah so when you have six row right it gives you a very high diastatic power which what that means is there's it has a ton of enzymes mm-hmm. it has extra enzymes so you can use um grist that doesn't bring the enzymes along like corn or rice and it's able to convert the starches and sugars in the corn with the extra enzymes in the six row, where if you had two row, you wouldn't be able to do the same proportions of two row versus corn as you can do six row versus corn. So they're probably adding flake corn because it was part of the recipe to to, to do that, like to, to get more sugars. But also 
have they have Munich in there, so they're probably doing that for flavor, mm-hmm. right? To, to yeah. Well, look at the color, right? It's not super pale. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of oranginess to it. It's it's still gold color, or yellowish color. It's not really bronze, but there's a bit of a color to it. I love the aroma on this one. Yeah, it's a nice uh, kind of crusty uh, hearthbreak bread aroma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the malt's really crisp. The corns, the flake corns, kind of in there. Is a little bit of a cornbread smell. It's a little bit of a cream ale type, like the cream ales that we really like, like the one we got from that brewery in mm-hmm. Nashville last summer, or you know, spotted cow type type aroma. It's in here too. Moving on to the flavor. I think it, it's typical for the styles for for a sort of cap a classic mm-hmm. American pills. It's it's a little sweet uh, on the tongue. Um, that's mostly coming from the esters in the yeast. The the you know so it's got that little sweet flavor. It's got a nice mouth feel to it. Mm-hmm. Not super crisp though with that sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the esters are interesting, right? Because they're they're really estery. Mm-hmm. They're not quite belgian fruity but they're what are they they're they're fruity they're there's like a little bit of a pear flavor in there there's a little bit of Mm -hmm. um yeah just sweet corn i mean obviously the sweet corn stuff but that's coming from the grist more than so than the um the, the yeasts the hops are coming in at the end uh they're it's not a particularly hoppy beer but the hops are just sort of transforming that sweet flavor a little bit as it rolls around in your tongue the the brewery so they don't have tours on saturdays um we were there and i saw like a group go off into the brew house so i kind of tagged along right and turned out it was one of the guys who who just sells beer for a straub and his brothers were in town for deer season and they're actually opening a brewery in tennessee so they got a tour it's a vertical brewery like the pilot brewery at Anheuser Busch. Ah. So you walk all the way up like four flights of stairs, and the very top, they above the grist mill, or I'm sorry, above the mash tun, they have the mill, and you know basically drop the grain down into the mash tun, and the hot liquor tanks are up there, and then the mash tun drains down to the next floor, and so at the bottom of the mash tun they have a big copper grant, you know, like it's like the stylish grant that we saw at Anheuser Busch, and then from there it drains down to the second floor, which is where the brew kettle is, and then the first floor is where like the boilers are, um, and some of the packaging stuff and like and whatnot. So it was it was grav it's a gravity fed brewery. It's and it's all in this, you know, tiny little vertical structure. You know, I think it was um let's say the brew kettle was I would estimate thirty barrels or something like that. Uh so big not huge, not like big, yeah. yeah, and uh, but yeah, it was all just all gravity fed. It was it's pretty wild to see that set up, you know. And it was everything was manual. I didn't see like a, there wasn't a control panel anywhere. I've never seen a brewery that size, that manual. Hmm. When you taste this, think um, lychee or water okay. chestnut or something okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of get that kind of um, sweet, but like grape, like green grape pulp, but not very acidic, right? It's yeah. a little sweeter grape pulp. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's not it's not blowing our <laughs> blowing our minds or anything. It's a classic American pilsner, but it's a well done. It's a, it's classic a, American pilsner. It's just a good drinker. Right? Yeah, it's a good lawnmower beer. It's. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the nice clean flavors in this thing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a plain old I mean it's light like what Stroud their 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 typical beer is mm-hmm. an is a coin adjunct lager. It's, yeah. it's another cap. No so, no Straub's their normal beer is all Oh, malt. their normal beer is all malt? Okay. I thought I thought there was corn. I guess not. No, that's their thing. It's mm-hmm. it's all malt. well. Yeah, I think it's all barley malt. I don't think there's any adjuncts. I um, what I was pondering was whether it was like no sugar added versus like all grist mm-hmm. or all malt. And I, I thought, I think it's all malt, but I could be wrong. It could be just all grist, right? No sugars and stuff added. 
So why would you add sugar as opposed to? Because you, know, you just want to boost the fermentability without without have to yeah have to double check. You got the computer up. You can kind of see do. what they say about their you know straw lager. Uh, yeah. So uh, straw American lager, which is they have a couple here. Yeah, they have why an they amber. Have two. They have an amber and a regular. Then they have. They had a Kolsch that was really good. It was on tap. Looks like they have one in in <laughs> one in brown bottles, one in green bottles. I think it's the same beer. It's the same beer. Uh, they both use domestic six row and caramel malts and Apollo hops. Yep. No adjunct. You want to move on to the Yeah. So let's try out their... No, try the pills? Yeah. Awesome. Yep. So another part of their adventure pack was the Peter Straub Odo Pilot Pills. This is also the Peter Straub. Ah, uh, yes. It is Peter Straub. Peter Straub's signature brews. Kind of, the, kind of the label they put on their craft yeah. beers. So uh, Odo Pilot, I think we... We were looking at this earlier. It's, it, it's named after some pilot who went through a canyon that got flooded <laughs> later. The, um, so there's the Kinsua Viaduct. It's this big railroad bridge in a valley. Uh, it's an impressive thing. And he took his biplane and told the wings up on its side and flew through the trusses. Uh, I want to check on this hop. I'm curious about this. Uh okay, so the the malts that are used here are Harrington, Pilsner, and Carapils. Okay. Uh the hops are Tetnang, Sterling, and Tradition. Tradition. I looked up Tradition. Tradition is a uh it's a Hillertau type. It's a Maroba hop, also known as Hillertau tradition. Is it a precursor to Huel Melon? Because smell this thing. I'm getting like a cantaloupe type of Similar aroma. hop varieties are Liberty and German Hillertau Middlefra. I don't... Yeah. Take a smell, though. Tell me if you're not getting like a, a musk melon on this. Let me give a little bit of a, of a swirl here. Musk melon? No. No? Okay. 5.5% alcohol by volume, 35 IBU. The color is a little, eh, pretty much the same as the last one. Straw color. Pretty clear. There's a little cloudiness in here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still getting that. I'm trying to get through the nose and see what else I'm smelling, but I'm kind of hooked on the melon part of it. Hooked on melons. If anything, I'm detecting weirdly like squash. Okay. Okay. Under the flavor, it's not a crisp pills. It has it has a very similar malt character to the last one. It um, maybe it's that six row, that six row sweetness that's coming through. There's no there's no six row in this. Oh, there's not. I thought you said there was. Okay. Well, Harrington Pilsner and Carapils. Oh, okay. Pilsner malt. Yeah, I had some of this up there, and I remember it tasting differently. But for this one... It doesn't feel crisp, right? It doesn't have that mm-hmm. snap at the end. Yeah. Uh, it kind of feels like it's old. It it it's, it does feel like it's old. Like it dies a little bit at the end. Womp womp. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't no know. Data on this. I, I had 2028 B1073. Okay. That doesn't help. I don't think it was made in 2028. So. Yeah. Okay. This one. Bottled. Here we go. Bottled October 10th. Hmm. So uh, there was three of these in the 12 pack that I bought, and I drank two of them. And I thought they were better than this, but maybe when you're standing out in the cold around a campfire, things taste different. Unless. <clears throat> what are you looking for? Well, here's the interesting thing. 
can't read the year here. Oh. <laughs> and in their signature brews that they have on their website, uh-huh. this is not one of them. Oh, no. Uh, How dare you? So you may have purchased a year-old pack. I don't think so, though, because it looks like, although the label on on, on your 1872 is cut off, Uh that certainly looks like a 1.8, not a 1.7. The top looks like a 1.8. So if they were in the same pack... Yeah. I had the other pills. I thought they had more of a hot bite to them, but like I said, maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I, I don't know. Their other beers we have in there are their Doppelbach and their Old Beer. They're both decent. Um, you might, you probably might pull one of those into a coming show. Um, they have a Wild Boy Hop Lager. wasn't nearly hoppy enough. I didn't really appreciate that one. But they had a, a Kolsch on tap, which I I thought was great. I thought it was a really good, well done Kolsch. Nice and clean, a little bit fruity, but mostly clean and. I thought they did a really good job with that. All right, so that's enough about the Straub. And no, they didn't buy the beers. That was just me going. Um, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Where to, Jeff? The destinations are open. Let's do this French Oak Saison from New Belgium Brewing Company. Okay. French Oak Saison, a barrel-aged sour farmhouse ale from New Belgium. I'm looking for information. I have their website here, but I don't have any information. Oh, here we go. Yes, had to scroll down some. And it's an active website, so all the stuff appeared as I went to scroll down. Like magic. Uh, Yes, just like magic. In fact, indistinguishable from magic. 7.5% alcohol by volume, 23 IBU. They use what they call a hybrid Saison East. So it's probably half Saison yeast and half spider. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a chimera. <laughs> uh, hops are Nugget, Tetanang, and Huel Melon. Interesting. Uh, malts are Pale, Rye, and Spelt. Oh, spelt in spelt. this one. Spelt. Let's look up Spelt because it's been a while since we've seen something. It's been it's also known as Dinkleweed or Hold Wheat. It's a species. Dinkleweed? Why don't they call it Dinkleweed? That's a great name. Uh, Stop being such a Dinkleweed. <laughs> My favorite actor on Game of Thrones is Dinkleweed. <laughs> uh, it's related to the subspecies of common wheat, which is Triticum as. This is Triticum Spelta. Ah, okay. So it's just wheat. All right. So this beer pours a medium to light gold with a chill haze to it. It's a weird aroma, I guess. Remember, this this is oak, right? So Mm -hmm. there's oak aged. Um,. What else? Anything about... I'm trying to see what... If they have any information on the aging. Don't see Do you have this? The French Oak Saison is our unique take on the original 18th century Saisons brewed along the Belgian and French countryside. Dry elegance of a classic Saison is married with the rustic wild yeasts and refreshing tartness created by oak barrel maturation. (laughs) Amuse-vous-bien... Um, amuse vous bien? Vous bien? No, I have a completely different set of uh, marketing speak. Uh, but it, it is as informative, meaning not at all. Uh, they mentioned there's Ryan Spelt Grains in here, uh, Hill Melon Tetanang Hops. Here we go. Uh, uh, marrying a dry hop forward Wallonia style saison with a gold nail soured in French oak footers for Ooh. 15 to 18 months. 
Okay, so they took what? Oscar. Whichever one is there. I think Oscar's the gold one. Maybe Felix. One of them. One of them. And then they mixed it with the rye spelt Saison. So they kind of blended in how much you know sour they wanted. It's an interesting aroma uh, because it's a little bit sour, a little oaky, but it's also something, I don't know, mushroomy, real, like... Hmm, I'm not getting mushroomy. What am I getting? You know, the rye and Deep the mushroomy, almost a, almost a truffle sort huh. of thing. The, the, when I first poured it, I was getting this oaky thing, but it was like a... Huh, maybe that was mushroom. I'm not smelling it now, but thinking back to what I was trying to figure out before, maybe it was like a mushroomy oak. Now the rye is coming through pretty strong in the aroma. Yeah, there's a little fungal thing. Uh-huh. But not like not like mold, but more like mushroom. I mean, any beer is gonna be fungal in some way. It's got yeast, but yeah. uh yeah, this is more like a danker like a Deep mushroom. Under the flavor, it's interesting. There's this. There's a little bit of. It's very fruity. It's. I was trying to place it at first, but there's, there's um. Yeah, it brightens up, especially as, like as it evolves. Yeah, there's a bit of a funk that's like almost like a washed rind cheese a little bit, but then like mixing with fruit. So like you know, think of a cheese plate where there's like apricot jam, and yeah, in in terms of. In terms of of the funk level, I would say like Parmesan rye, not a yeah. lot. Yeah, no, um, no, not a ton. It's mm-hmm. not blue. It's not Limburger, but it's 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 a washed rind cheese that has some tartness to it. So you know, the cheese plate analogy for me is like you know, think of yeah. kind of a semi soft cheese with a washed rind with some apricot jam and like a rye cracker, and a lot of tartness too. So you're you gotta. Include that. It, not like it's not overwhelming, but it's it's not invisible. Mm-hmm. It's it's a strong component of the flavor. And the the fruity thing is blending with the the malts. Yeah, I guess that's probably the wheat, the spelt, right? There's something that's a little like scratchy mm-hmm. and and um, it's got rye and spelt, so it's going it's yeah. being like pulled in, in a couple different ways. Yeah. So, like, to me, let's see if I can describe this. The, the It's distinctive. The spelt and the rye are distinctive. And there's things that I'm tasting that aren't what I'm used to in tasting rye. So that's kind of, I'm using a negative mm-hmm. to figure out what the spelt tastes like. And it's this, um... Let me take another sip. It's it's not as spicy. It's spicy, but not as spicy as rye. It's like a little bit of wheat influence in there, as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not as but it, it's not as like I don't know uh, if dry is the word. Uh, yeah, but it's not as there's something minerally lemongrassy as as a traditional. Yeah, wheat. it's not as lemongrassy. There's something a little more minerally to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love how that plays with kind of... I don't know how the fruit's getting in there. I don't know if that's going from the sour. But there's this thing that's a little bit gooseberry or apricot in there as well. This is more interesting than it is revelatory, right? I mean, yeah, there's there's yeah. not... I'm not, like, over the moon about this. It's... It's it's a decent you know decent sour with with yeah. uh, decent oak aging on it. Uh, the the oak is is done well. It's not overpowering. It's just adding some slight dimensionality. But it, I'm not like while it's there's interesting facets to explore. Mm-hmm. It Overall, feels like not... those those facets don't go very deep, right? They, they don't. I'm with you. The paths in the maze. I'm with you, but I mean, we are getting an exposure to the spelt. Mm -hmm. We can taste the rye. You know, it's doing some things well. Is it? Is it exciting us? No, I'm not excited by this beer. But is it worth seventeen dollars? Hmm, that's a bit pricey, isn't it? Yeah. This is a bomber, so it's not a. 
not not twelve. It's closer to sixteen than seventeen. Oh, I thought it was sixteen. <laughs> like uh, I thought it, I thought it was it's there. Sixteen forty nine. Sixteen forty nine. So it is just under. <laughs> it rounds down, baby. Right. Probably not. You could probably find better stuff yeah. at that price, but yeah, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's just not. It's not exciting. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not exciting. I'm with you, for sure. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. What's that? You're looking. So you know, last week after the show, we had a um, bottle with some leftover beer. I put one of my Xyluses in there, and I cranked it down, and it broke. So now, like, all of a sudden, I'm short on Xyluses. Uh Well, you could get those little stopper things that I showed you. I could. Or I could get some more Xyluses. Right. You know, but, you know, there's a place you can get both of those. Yes. And that is on Craft Alibao. I'm not sure they have a referral program, so shut up. And, and plus, you will never get them in time for Christmas. Yes. So, where you want to go to get your new Xylus stoppers, because you just broke all your old Xylus stoppers, or they've gone missing over the years, is you go they to... Craft- a good run. I mean, let's... You know, we don't want to crap on a product. I mean... No, I'm, five I, years, you need years. to get more. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needs more Xylus stoppers. Uh, go to craftbeerradio.com. I don't know on cans. Huh? They don't work great on cans. No. And the can stopper we have is... Eh, it's questionable. Yeah. Cans generally aren't big enough to have more than one serving out of... Or on multiple days. If you can't commit to a 16-ounce can. Anyway. On the commercial. Craftyradio.com Slash Say it with me. Amazon. Amazon. Because you haven't heard that name in the news enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. We have an IPA and a quad. Yeah, let's do the IPA. Next and, oh, time. and a sour IPA. Don't forget let's that. Let's do one. the straight up stone IPA. All right. This is one of those beers that the the guy I work with has a brother-in-law. You're up. Who, um, it's a stone rip out in Philly, so this is from that. So this is technically provided by the brewer? Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll make sure I note that, or I'll try to remember. Um, so we've had this before on the show, I believe. Probably haven't had stone regular IPA in a very long time. Well, not in a long time, yeah. I did a quick search, because I know we've done stone recently, but no, not this one. Yeah. Like, we had Enjoy By and stuff like that. <clears throat> The featured hops, they say, are... Are you ready? I'm We're going to list off a, a bunch it's of hops. It's like here. one, right? No. No? Two? No. no. Huh. Three? No. Oh, shit. Okay. Let's see if you can guess. Eight. Yes. <laughs> Let's see if I... Do you want me to try to... Yes, yeah, hops? yeah, I am. I'm curious. <laughs> okay, if there's, if there's eight hops... Yeah. How many of the common C's do I want to try to stick into those eight? Let's go with um, Cascade. All right. Yeah, don't tell me yes or no. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cascade. Let's go with... I'll give one more C-hop. Here, let me smell real quick. Choo-choo? Oh, he's going to... Okay, that's cheating. Cheating. It's not cheating. No, it's not cheating. Um, no, not I will one. say there are some of these that would be unguessable, but most yeah. of these are not. Okay, so let's go with. Um, and also, remember, I, I, I'll give you this hint also. Uh, Think about there's also probably a bittering hop or two in there. Yeah, let's go with Warrior, okay. Magnum. Let's go with uh, Simcoe. How many is that? Four? Cascade Warrior Magnum Simcoe. Let's put in some. Um, 
this is not going as fast. So I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Under pressure, I'm drawing blanks. The color is, uh, it's, it's sort of a golden color. It's a little cloudy, a little hazy. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing this out too long. I'm trying to, I'm not having any other good guesses. Nothing? Mm. Come on, just throw out okay. some hop names. All right, I'll just pick four more. Yeah. Let's go with Chinook. Mm-hmm. Let's go with um, I'm drawing. I'm trying to think of some of those like workhorse hops that are in there that I'm drawing a blank on. Like I'm thinking of cluster right now, but that was in the other one. That's why I'm thinking of it. Like what are the other workhorses like that? Um, darn. No, that's enough. How many of those did I get? One of those is correct. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, that's I'm sorry. Not... Two of those are correct. Oh, yeah. Two. That's not any better than random than chance. Uh, you guessed Cascade Warrior, Magnum, Simcoe, and Chinook. Centennial. Centennial is another guess? Well, no. I, I said Centennial instead of Cascade. No, I think you said Cascade. I wrote no. down Cascade. My brain said Centennial. Okay. Then three. Okay. So that's three out of this, the uh, five that you chose are correct. Okay. You sure you don't want to keep going? This is a good game. <laughs> this is a good game. I'm having a real hard time. You're correct that. on Centennial, okay. Magnum, and Chinook. Let's go with Equinox. Okay. And let's go with... Um... Six. Simcoe. Okay. You already uh-huh. did Simcoe. Oh, okay. Um, incorrect. Incorrect. The other hops I'm thinking of are like German hops. Like, I'm having a hard time thinking what other blends they'd put in there. There may be a phase three hop or two in here. Oh, really? And Stone IPA? How'd that happen? Stone IPA's been around since like 1995. <laughs> Those jerks. Okay. Well, let's just go with... Oh, El Dorado. Put an El Dorado in uh-huh. there. And let's go with um, a mosaic. All right, that's eight. And a fuggles. <laughs> all right. Those are all wrong. <laughs> Here are the hops, starting with the ones you got correctly, and they are, in fact, in the order. Uh, or in the, the first three that are listed. Magnum, Chinook, and Centennial. Okay. Next is a Zaka. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a hard one to come to mind, right? Yeah. Uh, next is Calypso. Uh, Probably not uh, one you'll think of. Here's here's. I was, a... I was orbiting around. I would. I would have, I'm not saying I almost yeah. came up with Calypso. I would have never came up with Calypso. But as orbiting around, like, what is those? Like, there's Eclipse and Calypso. Like, I, you know, it wasn't. But Calypso never came to my lips. Here's a kicker, number six, Motueka. What? Yeah. I, I I thought that this would be virtually unchanged from a decade ago. So that's crazy that they're putting those hops in. Uh-huh. Still an IPA. Uh, then the last two are Ella and Vic Secret. TM. What? That's like almost all new hops. <laughs> so they're craft style IPAs since 1997. But they must change their recipe. Well, of course they change yeah. their recipe. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying they shouldn't. But, you know, I think all this stone verbiage on the back, and maybe it does say it. There's just too many words to read. 6.9% of my volume. should say, you know, you. always changing, always adapting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, could, it could be... Um, they're tr- they have a hot profile and they try to maintain it with the varying maybe, but they're you know you're getting some melony flavors on this. We haven't really talked about the beer, right? Mm-hmm. So this is let's see, this is looks like it was October 30th when it was brewed. So you know it's about a month old, but that's fine. Yeah, it's good through December yeah. 28th. So, uh, yeah, the aroma on this one, it's, for like a brewery like Stone, it's kind of interesting how much malt's in here. You know, it's a little more malty than I would have guessed Mm -hmm. the beer would be. 
So it has this nice balance, almost... It's hoppier than an East Coast IPA, a traditional, like, 10 years ago East Coast IPA. But it has more malt than your average West Coast IPA, wouldn't you say? Yes. And it's not, if you're worried, like, I may have been, like, five or six years ago, oh, is, is everything going to be arrogant bastard level of bitterness? No, this is a this is a well-balanced mm-hmm. uh, IPA that... that you know, is is hot forward, but has a good malt character and does not try to overload you on the bitterness. Yeah, the malt gives you kind of um, a bit of... of cr- 71 IBUs, that's almost like they're... <laughs> not even trying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're really holding back when they want to push yeah. more. It's kind of a crusty bread with a little bit of pastry in there. There's some sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the sweetness is played up by some of the hops. I think there's a melony flavor that's coming from the hops. I think... That, you know, we're getting, there's some definitely bitterness, but, you know, you're getting some neat flavors. Little, go ahead. Uh, you know, I think the melon's the main thing I'm tasting right now. And it's not like straight up like musk melon like I thought I tasted in the pills. It's it's a little more florally melon blossom blendy thing. Okay, so on the back here, they have some interesting text here because after they give themselves a lot of props by saying Stone IPA has stood tall as the epitome of the West Coast style IPA since 1997, that's arguable. Uh, <laughs> take a moment to savor and fully appreciate the complex tropical aromas and flavors achieved by enhancing our standard bearer with an awesome new dry hop blend. Okay. So that. Yeah, Explains. I mean, there's no reason not to adapt your mm-hmm. your beer, and there's no reason you should have to change the name or anything like that. It's just a beer like this beer, Stone IPA. Yeah, I mean, but... I'm, I'm shocked, and I'm proud of them. I am happy to see that, you know, they are adapting that recipe. It's it good. doesn't taste like a pure phase two, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it has elements of phase two and phase three. It, it, it crosses over a little bit. It is growing with the industry, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that tradition is so valued in the industry, but at the same time, when when there's such a great abundance of things out there, like, I, I get... St- if Stone were like, we're never going to do a, a, a hazy or a New England style, I would understand that. But they can pull flavors mm-hmm. and stuff right. like that into their beers and at least get the cool and good things that are there and bring them into their style. 1997. We probably met in 1997. Or was it 98? No, I, 98? 98 was when I moved here. So Okay. I started it. At that, at that ISP. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 really good. I'm I'm appreciative of both the beer itself and um, the way that they're they're continuing to evolve the beer. It still has a lot of its heritage, right? It still mm-hmm. has a decent bitterness to it. It is not face ripping, right? And this isn't ruination. This is still an IPA. So, right. you know, I'm having a hard time recalling the last time I drank plain old IPA from Stone. But I do. I've like... got a sixer of it before, but I haven't. Uh, yeah, but I show. do. But I, I, I definitely like the, the dry hopping blend and how it's bringing in those, you know, the Clipso and the Motueka and the Izaka and stuff like that is giving it some nice liveliness that used to not have. I guess we probably should save the quad for last. Uh, or no? Yeah. I mean, it's a sour IPA, right? Okay. So yeah. okay, quad let's, it is. let's quad. Let's quad it up. JD uh, sent us this beer after he was on the show. Oh, cool! Thank you, JD. Part of this little care package you sent us. We marked down that the stone is provided by the brewer, so it's in the notes. Uh, okay, V twelve. Uh, Victory's Belgian Strong Ale. That's how they're calling it. I think they also call it a quad. And I don't know. It's... It says quad on the label. Yeah. I haven't had this beer in forever. It's probably... It may, may have been 10 years since I've had this beer. 
12% alcohol by volume. The hops are kind of what you would expect for something like this. East Kent Gold Ink, Styrian Gold Ink is just, a, mm-hmm. just there for just bittering. Uh, malt, Pilsner, Dark Caramel Malt, and Dextrose. I assume that's in the... Are they... Instead of saying Belgian candy sugar, they're saying dextrose, or are they just adding dextrose? No, it's it's probably Belgian candy sugar. The color is... uh, It's the darkest beer we've had tonight, but not by a lot. It's it's an orangey... Yeah, orangey caramel. Orangey, yeah, caramel. Almost bronzy. The aroma... A little hazy. Yep. The aroma is... um, it's big, it's sweet, you're getting a little bit of brown sugar, getting big malts, you're getting big Belgian ester that's a bit like dried pears, and some kind of flower blossom. Um... There's some dried fruit in the aroma as well. You're getting something that's a little, you know, along with the pears, maybe a little bit of prune. Don't really have much to add. Uh, you're kind of, you're hitting all the... Yeah, this one just like, this one's like making all the connections. Yeah. Like It's like not even hard pulls. It's like, oh yeah, obviously pears and prunes and, and some kind of blossom, brown sugar. There's a little kind of toffee-esque thing going on. Uh, the booze, the booziness is yeah. almost perceptible, right? Like for me, it's like it's not boozy, but you smell it and you're like, yeah, it, it's pushing 11, 12 I bet I'll taste it. Yeah, I think so. It's just on the borderline of, of the aroma. But part of the reason why the smells are so accessible is probably because there's enough alcohol to, to, mm-hmm. to, yeah. Yeah. to vaporize off and. Drag those aromas with it. Banana? Banana peel? Something like that? Yeah, like a roast banana. Like a mm-hmm. banana's foster. Yeah. Under the flavor. The mouthfeel is actually a little bit thinner than I ex- yeah. would expect. There's a... Okay. Kind of, kind of adapt to that a little bit. The the sweetness it's it is a little brown sugary, but there's something else there. It's it's more accurately It's actually a bit warty or something like that, right? It tastes kinda of like Yes. Like that's barley, that's like it, it, but there's also there's a weird flavor that is coming here uh that reminds me of Pool, a pool like plastic, like like, like chlorine. Yeah. Well, okay, chlorine. Hmm. Is it, now, pheno- it is it a phenolic thing? Is it like like fresh inner tubes like ripped out of the bag and like plasticky? No. Okay. Now, it, it should be noted if you go to a pool and the pool smells like chlorine, that means it's a dirty pool. A clean pool, even though it has chlorine in it, won't smell like chlorine. The chlorine will start to effervesce out when it gets really dirty. <laughs> um, okay. So that's a important note. You can look that up. It's true. Uh, as far as I know, at least. I'm not a chemist. <clears throat> but there's a there's an essence there that reminded me of that kind of chlorinated water... Well, that's not a good thing. Mm, not entirely. Bottled on. I mean, it should age fine, right? I mean, it's a quad. It's twelve percent. It should yeah. age well. I don't know. My eyes are getting older. That shiny paper. I'm having a hard time reading. What's that say? Twenty uh, third April, twenty sixteen. Okay. That was a 2016, but... Man, I can't... I'm, I am excited that my eyes still work when I'm 43 up. Yeah, no, it, it's coming up, like... like, like I, know, I know what's going to happen. Like, it's going to be 
quick too. I'm sure it's gonna go like within a month or so. It's gonna boom, but hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I'm having a harder time reading things. I'm gonna have to have you know I have like these mega strength contacts. I'm gonna have to get like reading glasses to read up close. <laughs> Not the best quad. No. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh man, the booziness. Like, what is this? Like twelve percent? Yes, twelve. Twelve percent. Worth your sobriety? In a very small sample, maybe. Maybe not. No, I I don't. I mean, it's, if you're analyzing it, no. Uh, it's it does not. It's not great. Yeah. Um. I'm sure I've had better versions of this. Yeah, probably. I mean, but who knows? Our experience. Like, the time that I remember loving V12 was very early on. So I didn't have the experience. Mm -hmm. And maybe I just didn't know. Well, that... Well, that sucks. All right, so we got one more beer. It's from Hudson River Valley Brewery. I hope you'll normalize. <laughs> yeah, run it through a compressor. Yeah, okay. It shouldn't be so bad. <laughs> I didn't it, realize it was going to be so loud. Amorphia Sour IPA from Hudson River Valley. Hudson River Valley Brewing Company. Hudson River Valley. Uh, they also make Mirror Shield. Uh, Wait, what? This thing doesn't look like beer color. Pink. <laughs> so... Amorphia is a sour IPA with raw wheat, malted oat, milk sugar, strawberries, and vanilla. Oh, that's so we one got, of those, eh? We have a uh, a strawberry milkshake IPA. Hop with Citra and Simcoe. 6% alcohol by volume. Sold out. Amorphia. Has a very busy label with a dove and a bunch of ribbons. Very busy. Like, a, like where's Waldo busy? <laughs> right? I mean... Yeah. Is there. <laughs> Found All right. It. So the beer pours with a nice foamy head. Mm-hmm. It is a reddish, brownish, hazy, murky beer. The aroma is strawberry. It's strawberry jam, right? It's not yeah. it's not fake strawberry, strawberry mm-hmm. quick strawberry milkshake. It's more like a you take the lid off a strawberry jam. So you're getting kind of a sugary and a little more deep and saturated strawberry aroma. It sure smells good. Well, I kind of think anything is going to be more pleasing than the last one. Under the flavor. Full body. Coating. It's, it's tart. sour. It, it's this tart. is this is one of the more sour IPAs that I can remember having. Yeah, it's like if you, you know, take, um, it's like a undersweet strawberry jam mm-hmm. type flavor, but it really has that kind of strawberry flesh type texture to it and flavor. So, like like a lot of these sour IPAs, it's it's obvious it's always more one or the other. This is more <laughs> sour than its IPA, and it's more but stra- it is it's hoppy. More, it's more strawberry than anything. Yeah, but it is hoppy, right? I, I really do detect the hops in in the flavor. Uh, so it's not it's not like I it's it's not like one of those things where they call an IPA and, mm-hmm. and the hops aren't there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how much that. Other than the fact that I can taste the hops, I don't know how much it adds to the beer. Mm-hmm. Right? Does it does it work? I only had one sip, it so might I give don't... it balance. It's really hard to tell, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how does what's it? They don't make milkshake other things, right? They only make milkshake IPAs, so we don't really have 
we don't really have a frame of reference mm-hmm. on what a lactose strawberry sour um right so sour IP could be sort of like, like a just a pigeon you know, it it it, have, it it falls into these categories because there's nothing well, else like, like why wouldn't a brown ale work with this flavor why wouldn't a brown ale work maybe with it this would flavor? maybe it wouldn't with a brown well because maybe the sour wouldn't work with the more deeper malty yeah, maybe like like the 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 more roasty qualities might get astringent if you mix them with the sourness it could be well think of a milk stout with the tart cherries right tart strawberries it might might work might not it might, i don't know i'm i'm sure a great brewer could do it because the great brewers you know they're they're alchemists they can they can do anything but This beer's aggressive. I mean, just trying to sip yes. it. You know, it, it the kind of stings you like in the back of your throat and everything. <laughs> it's it's better than the victory, but it is yeah, it, it is especially when we're in analysis mode, mm-hmm. it's jumping at us. It is like it's like if we were under a microscope <laughs> looking at bacteria, it would be bacteria <laughs> holding a sign. Like, look at me, look at me. Um, yeah, flipping us off. <laughs> potentially, yeah. But well, flipping us off would be, it's not rude. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's blinking. It's like, ah, look at me, look at me. Pay attention. I think um, it was a little rude in here. I mean, not, not abrasively, but like boisterously. Boisterous, sure. Um, but in, only in a celebratory sense. I don't. I don't feel yeah. like this is trying to. This there's is, no malice. Yeah, there's no malice. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's not. It's not like arrogant bastard where there is malice. Uh, <laughs> All right. I mean, so. Arrogant bastard is sort of the beer geek equivalent. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of the, the beer geek yell at 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 you know. Pissy yellow beer. Try this. <laughs> Is it anymore? I, I, it was. I yeah, don't know. It was, right. For sure. All right, let's move on to the ranking. Um, all right. I will start. I will put the, probably put the autopilot pills from Straub in last place. This just can just wasn't working here under the microscope or bottle. It's glass. That's a bottle. Um, it, it tasted old. And I had two others out of the six-pack when I was not under the microscope. I thought it was enjoyable beer. But I don't know if this is the same thing. I just was paying more attention or not. And then in... What? How many have we got tonight? We've got six. So in fifth place... I guess the victory V12 was going to be in fifth place. Um, just one of those beers not worth your sobriety. It There's better quads. There's richer... There's quads that remind you of like bread pudding and are uh-huh. just delicious. And this one just wasn't there. And late in a flight and starting to... You know, the alcohol starting to wear on you. It's just like, hmm, no, not tonight. Then gets harder so for me like there's not like an obvious winner i was like whatever flows to the top is going to be the number one tonight um so my next least favorite (laughs) i think it's going to be the the new belgium Mm -hmm. the french saison i thought there were some really neat facets to explore but overall it was kind of meh you know, not really an exciting experience. I'm going to move the Stone IPA into third place. And then put that means the Straub 1872 is in second place. And then this has River Valley floats to the top in first place. So the Stone IPA, I appreciated how 
they uh, have updated it and how it wasn't just a face ripper or anything like that but it was you know still it was still pretty standardized west coast ipa you know two and a half phase two and a half type thing um the 1872 from straub that one really gave me like lager boy right like i was enjoying the crispness of that the crispness of that one i kind of like the malt flavor uh you know i'm giving it some some bonus points for just having being a nice clean lager in this show and then this hudson river valley i'm not sure i wanted it to be first place i mean it's a sour strawberry beer those flavors are all really good i'm not disappointed that it's in first place but it, it didn't it didn't earn the spot it fell into the spot interesting so my rankings are uh, pretty different not entirely different but but, but different uh, in in certain respects in last place i'm gonna put the victory that was the beer while i think the autopilot was was old Mm-hmm. The victory was more because the expectations were high because you know it, it's not as worth your sobriety as the other one. There's, there's a couple of reasons why sure. the victory to me. I, I pondered that as well, but for me, I just put the straw in last because it just tastes like stale. Yeah, yeah, but in some ways, the stale straw was was more of a. Please, more pleasing to me. I finished sure. the, my sample mm-hmm. of, of the Straub. I didn't finish my sample of the Victory. Sure. Okay. But the Victory was 12%. But that, that plays into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the New Belgium, I agree with you, is in fourth place here. I mean, it's it's fine. Uh, it, in fact, I'd, I'd go as far as to say it's good. But it's $17. It's a lot to pay for a beer that isn't really all that special. 1649. 1649. Probably cheaper where you live. Yes. Uh, but that also means that other beers that are better are cheaper where you live, too. It does. In uh, Unless you live in New Zealand or something, then this beer might be more than 1649, but I bet there are better beers there. So, <laughs> Greg, you'd have to tell us. Or anybody else who's in New Zealand. In third place, I'm going to put this 1872. Okay. I liked it a lot, for what, especially because I understood what it was and what it was going for, and it kind of did everything that I expected. Not going to blow you away. It's, I mean, it's a classic American Pilsner. It is like the traditional lawnmower mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. Uh, it, it fits that without doing anything extra. But that's fine. It's, it's what it was intending to do, and it worked. It did everything it was intending to do. In second place, I'm going to put this Hudson Valley, which I think also is doing everything it's intended to do. I think that the difference is the stone I enjoyed. I, especially them being creative with their hops and playing with their formula. Yeah, yeah it was definitely a surprise to me. Yeah, like, like because it wasn't just a, oh, it's Stone IPA from 1997. It is... Still Stone IPA, but it's updated and ref- and and it has more stuff going into it, and and it's you know it's like uh, you know you get older, but you update your wardrobe a bit, right? I mean you 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 settle in, you you buy a different car, you you, you grow up, you're still you, <laughs> kind of, but you're also you're more mature. This is more mature. Okay. And I think it was definitely the most enjoyable of the night. The one that I most, like, if you if you ask me which of these I would want to, uh, like, to get a six-pack of, it'd be the Stone IPA, for sure. I'd get a four-pack of the Hudson uh, River Valley. And I don't then, know. This and is... then I would sell it. <laughs> this is, I mean, thank you to the listener who sent this in, but this is... Powerful stuff. It is a powerful concoction, and I don't know if, if like, I would be able to, to even take a four pack of this. 
Uh, that's why you trade it online. That's why you trade it online, or that's why you get one, and then you mix them, and that's why he sent us the other one, right? Yeah. The, Could yeah. be. No, I like this. Beverage, it's it's but... really good. I mean, the second place for me, it's it's yeah. not bad at all. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. That's all I got. That's all you got. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Finish up your holiday shopping at craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And if you want to email us about this awesome song that you're about to hit the radio <laughs> right here, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. Mommy shark do 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 do. Mommy shark do 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 do. Mommy shark do 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 do. Mommy shark. Daddy shark do 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 do. Daddy shark do 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 do. Daddy shark do 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 do. Daddy shark. Mama shark do 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 do. Mama shark do 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 do. Mama shark do 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 do.